ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, November 26th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer we have got coming up on the program this hour. Doc Holliday, we're going to get his uh, highlights from his presser earlier this afternoon as well as we're going to talk to the voice of the FIU Panthers, A.J. Ricketts. He'll be with us here shortly to talk about Marshall and FIU coming up Saturday. Jones C. Edwards Stadium, high noon kickoff. We'll be bringing it to you bright and early starting at 9 a.m. That's right, tailgating 9 a.m. I expect to see some grills out there, some some ham, some eggs. I expect to see breakfast tailgate action. Because more than likely, I'm going to be at your tailgate taking advantage of it. So uh, look for me. If not, come bring it to me. Either way, we're all going to have a good time on Saturday. Final, potentially final home game for the Thundering Herd. There is that outside chance that you're going to see Marshall play in the Conference USA Championship game. Thundering Herd could host if things fall into the right place. We'll see about that. Uh, actually, that was actually a question asked about scoreboard watching later and Doc Holliday's presser. And I knew the answer to that already. I felt like stopping the press conference, actually interrupting Doc's presser and just say, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Uh, Doc's not going to be scoreboard watching because Marshall and FIU play at noon. Southern Miss at Florida Atlantic plays 3.30. Marshall's got the first game in Conference USA. Charlotte Old Dominion, no bearing here, and that's at 2 p.m. Middle Tennessee at Western Kentucky, 2 p.m., no bearing here. Rice, UTEP, 3 p.m., no bearing here. Southern Miss at Florida Atlantic, NFL Network, 3.30 p.m. Herd game should be done at that point. Doc's not going to be on the sideline checking his phone. He's not going to be looking at the ESPN app going, okay, what's that score? Hey, um, I know we're trying to beat FIU here, but uh, could, could someone tell me what that Southern Miss Florida Atlantic score is? That's not happening. But you're going to hear Doc's response to it, which I, I thought was, uh, was brilliant on Doc's part. We have got, of course, his highlights from his presser. We're going to talk about this game with the voice of FIU, A.J. Ricketts, because a lot is on the line. Of course, it's senior day for the Thundering Herd. That means a lot of seniors are going to be honored on the football field, a lot of pageantry there, as these will be the final times that the, these young men are going to be playing in a, a Marshall universe, a uniform. There's still going to be, of course, the bowl game, potentially a Conference USA championship game berth to get ready for. All of that's going to sort itself out. No matter the case, Marshall's going bowling. And I've seen a couple of bowl projections, and they both amused me. And I was actually, I'm actually rooting for one of these. Now, I was checking out one of the projections that has Marshall playing, believe it or not, Marshall's going to play on the 20th. That would be a quick turnaround for the Thundering Herd if Marshall would play on the 20th. 
And that's Jerry Palm. Jerry Palm, he's he's running all the numbers. And right now, Palm has got SMU versus Marshall in the Frisco Bowl in Dallas, Texas, December 20th. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I can see Marshall taking maybe New Mexico Bowl. I can see Marshall maybe looking to get into the Boca Raton Bowl. I can see Marshall, I don't know, um, New Orleans Bowl maybe. That's Southern Mississippi and Appalachian State right now, according to Palm. And, of course, I've got it on great authority that it's going to be Marshall and Appalachian State. I've got it on super lockdown authority that that's going to be the game. Of course, I was listening to Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick and your host, Mike Kurtner. So, according to, I think, Mike, and I'll leave it at that, according to Mike, that's it. That's your game. Marshall, Appalachian State, New Orleans Bowl. Just go ahead, book it now. Marshall versus Appalachian State, Sunbelt versus CUSA. Are you excited? Well, if it's Marshall Appalachian State, I'd actually be into it. I'd be okay with it. But that's a bowl prediction here. And, of course, that's just one of many bowl predictions. Athlon, I was following their projections, and Athlon has it. And I'm, I might be rooting for this, actually. This would be perfect for me. I, I like this schedule. January 2nd, ESPN, 3 p.m. It would be... SMU versus Marshall taking the spot of the SEC because won't be enough teams to cover. And so somebody's got to take that spot. Why not the herd? That's one projection. The Birmingham Bowl, January 2nd. Do you think Marshall takes that, takes a game on January 2nd? I'm down with it. If Marshall does it, I'm completely down with it. Now, there might be a problem because Marshall plays Rice and basketball on January 2nd. I don't think that would be the the deter. It's not going to say, look, uh, we'd love to play football, but our basketball team's playing. I, I don't see that happening. There have been too many times where basketball and football played the same time. So... Could it be the Birmingham Bowl? That would be interesting. And the opponent? SMU. SMU. Everybody that's projecting bowls seems to be gravitating towards Marshall and SMU doing battle. Let's do it. Let's just make that game happen. Marshall, SMU. Because right now we've got a shortage of bowl teams. There might be a flood of teams come in. But right now... You've got teams that are one win away. And here's the rule now. If you've got more bowls, which is what you got right now, than teams eligible to play in bowls, the next batch of teams you can pull from are listed in APR order. That's right. Academics. Got to hit those books. So... These are teams that are one win away. They're listed in APR order, which I thought was genius to begin with. Determine, hey, if we're going to take a team with a losing record, let's take the smartest kids. Boston College, if they can beat Pittsburgh, they're fine. 
Ohio, if they can beat Akron, they're fine. Kent State, they'll beat Eastern Michigan. They'll be fine. Nebraska, if they beat Iowa, they're going to be fine. Mississippi State versus Mississippi, they're going to be fine. Oregon State versus Oregon, okay, uh, maybe not. But right now, you've got eight ACC teams eligible. You've got seven AAC teams eligible. You have six Big 12 teams eligible, eight Big Big 10 teams eligible, eight Conference USA teams eligible, uh, two independents, that's BYU and Notre Dame. The MAC has six teams. The Mountain West has seven. The Pac-12 has seven. The SEC has eight. Sunbelt has five, 72 teams. Got a few more slots to fill. And then next year we're going to get more bowls. That's right. We're going to get more bowls. So what do you do when you have more bowls than teams eligible? You add more bowls. That's right, more bowls. Because after all, what does a winning record mean anymore? Really, what does a bowl game mean? Bowl game does nothing for me. The matchups are okay, they're mediocre, sometimes they're, they're good. It just doesn't mean much to me. And you can give me the argument that it means everything to those kids to, to go and experience uh, the, the, the adventure that they're going to get, the wonderful adventure that they're going to get because they get to go to a bowl game. And, you know, that's a strong argument. It really is. It truly is a strong argument. But are you telling me that because it's a great experience for these kids, that these kids who have a – uh, a team that didn't win as many as they lost. That this is the this is the reward for that. If you're this is a reward. No, this is money. This is all about money. I'm going to delve into this later, but I want to turn our attention when we come back from break to Marshall's next opponent, FIU. We're going to be joined by the play-by-play voice of FIU Athletics, AJ Ricketts, when we continue with today's edition of the Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Well, it's starting to become a tradition. FIU and Marshall wrapping up the season against each other. This time it's going to be in Huntington. We'll have the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Marshall coming off a disappointing loss. Losing control of the East Division. Hoping for some help. FIU, on the other hand, coming off a a major win against Crosstown rival Miami. FIU also being named the Reveal Suits National Team of the Week. And to tell us more about FIU, we are welcoming to the program now the voice of the FIU Panthers, A.J. Ricketts. And, uh, A.J., thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm just curious. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Reveal National Team of the Week. Uh, Does Butch Davis get a new suit? How does that work? You know, I, I think he, I think he's probably set on suits uh, between uh, his professional career and his, and his time at ESPN. But I'm sure he could, he should, she could celebrate and get another one. What a what a joyous week it, it's been down here, um, the national recognition and just the the pride on campus certainly has, has been elevated in, in a couple of days since. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I know it was special for Butch. He's been telling folks, you know, it was a top five moment for him and his coaching career, and he's had a lot of moments, whether it's you know, with the the Dallas Cowboys winning the Super Bowl ring or 
uh, assembling the roster he did at the, the start of the uh, turn of the century against Miami. So it's, it's, uh, it was a pretty significant moment for, for him in the program. How does FIU build off of that success? You get a big win like that. You still need to face off against Marshall. Of course, you're going bowling again. This is a um, this is really maybe a program defining moment. Just about. Yeah, well, it's 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 ironically timed. I tell you what, I, I wish we had a home game this weekend, and you could you could tangibly see you know the the impact that a win like that would make, but. You know, we'll we'll see where hopefully uh, the, the bowl game places us. I know two years ago when we were in Tampa for the Gasparilla Bowl, we had a great great uh, contingent that made the trip across Alligator Alley. But but how do you sustain it? it, it keep winning, man. Keep winning. It, it'd be a lot of fun to see how far this can go with the with the wind in the regular season with the bowl win, and then you know you got an entire off season of building up for for what, what that, whatever the home opener is uh, is next year. But it, it's certainly shining the light on the program. And, uh, it's not just a win against Miami, but yeah, it's, it's three straight trips to a bowl game uh, potentially. So uh, I think Butch is re- really starting to build not just a good team, but a good program down here. Well, if you're going by Jerry Palm, you're going by CBS Sports, Independence Bowl, uh, taking on North Carolina. I'm sure uh, FIU's game for that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the fun time of year, man. The the annual obligatory you know google search you know bowl game projections and, and seeing all the uh, the different places that you could end up whether it's you know, the bahamas or hawaii or anywhere in between so yeah i was i was actually at the toyota dealership this morning and while i spent two hours waiting for uh, the routine maintenance was looking at every <laughs> every single projection i've i've seen houston i've seen tampa uh, yeah, I saw that independence against North Carolina, so it's a, it's a fun time of year for sure, but got, got to focus on this weekend first before any of that. And that's going to be a, a big challenge for both teams. Marshall needs this win. If they have any hope of getting an East Division title, they're going to need some help. FIU could come in, play spoiler to be quite honest, maybe a little payback. I'm sure they're not thinking about that in the locker room, but it's still there. I mean, these two teams – yeah, got a nice little series going together with each other. Yeah, it's a, it's another season with these two where, where there's where there's some stakes to it, isn't it? Um, and and for us, you know, the challenge is coming off such an extraordinary high. I mean, there's been big wins in the program's history. There's been big wins under Butch, but this certainly caps all of them. So, so to come off a high like that and, and still in the season strong, uh, you know, that's that's the challenge there. And against obviously Marshall and Doc Holiday and all his. Florida guys too, and, and a lot of talent you guys have on that roster. Um, they're going to be fired up as well, hoping hoping that you know FAU falls and uh, can be a special Saturday afternoon for them. So you got a lot of dynamics working together this weekend. Is there a lot of buzz for this with the players? I know with the Marshall players, uh, they played against a lot of players on the FIU roster. Same thing with FAU. So it always seems the Florida guys get up to play the Florida schools. Is that in reverse as well? Do the Florida schools get up for Marshall knowing that Doc Holliday seems to live in Florida when he's not in Huntington? Yeah, well, I, I think it just continues to trend the, the last two games for us. I mean, we, we, we played FAU three weeks ago, and, you know, half their roster, three-quarters of their roster has got our guys that, you know, our guys played with in Papa Winter in high school football. And obviously that's the, you know, the same trend with, with UM. So it's kind of, it's kind of conti- I'm sure, a, a continuation of that. Uh, there'll be some post-game pictures, maybe a jersey swap or two if the equipment guys are 
are okay with that. If they allow, I don't know. I saw some guys uh, trading jerseys. I don't know if they actually trade them or it's just for the picture. Uh, because I, I feel like, you know, with our with our with our programs, we we, we don't want to be buying extra jerseys if, if we don't have to. But uh, no, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be neat. But uh, every each guy's going to want the bragging rights, no doubt about that. Yeah, it's also important for recruiting. Let's be honest. Uh, Marshall, if they're successful against FAU, then FIU. That's something that Doc Holliday can can talk about. If uh, FIU can continue this momentum, then you know all of a sudden maybe it's going to be a little harder to get some of those Florida kids to leave. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's funny you mentioned recruiting. Uh, I read an article in the Athletic this week. You know, uh, they were down on the sidelines, and as the game was wrapping up, you know, our, our, one of our assistant coaches, well, actually, coach's son, Drew Davis, he was shouting out, "I can't wait to go recruiting." I can't wait to go recruiting now. I can't wait for our official visit tomorrow. I mean, they're fired up to hit the road. And hopefully for us, you know, the win yesterday has some impact uh, moving forward. I mean, we had about, uh, we had a lot of recruits on the sideline. It was a home game for us, technically. I know there were about 80% UM fans at the stadium, but it was a home game for us. We were able to host more recruits because Marlins Park is a bigger facility than, than our home venue. And it was an amazing experience for them. So, yeah, uh, big games, whether it's in conference play or what we had this past weekend, you know, they all add up. It all, it all is a big part of moving forward. And, and yeah, that's a good point. Doc Holliday loves coming down here, and, and Butch is trying to use the momentum of this past week to, to make a bigger impression when he visits this next high school. Joining us on the program, the play-by-plays for FIU, A.J. Ricketts. And um, I'm just kind of curious, was this Miami game – Finally, the glimpses of that FIU team that we thought we were going to get early on this season. There were a lot of people thought you know, in league that it would come down to Marshall and FIU for the East Division. Yeah, maybe it was you know taking a lot of the frustration out. You know, the team will, will you know self admittedly say you know there there's been adversity this year. It may not have gone according to plan, um, but, but this has been you know starting with Miami. It's an opportunity for them to finish the year winning three straight games and they did that you know we end up at eight wins which is what we had in year one under butch and that's only one away from the school record um you know there's there's still an opportunity to to kind of you know end with the buzz that a lot of us thought would be accompanying the team throughout the year um but yeah you you know a lot of the preseason publications you know the 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 anticipation this year there was a lot of it externally right you know the last two years i think the confidence has been more so internal with the team. We had four or five win projections last year in what was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and then we get a program nine wins. So this year, you know, a lot of the talk was external, and then obviously didn't start too strong. But I think if we can finish with a couple of wins together, uh, this senior class, this team can, can certainly be proud of this season no matter what, what happened in the first half of the year. Have you felt that it's gotten a little tougher in the East Division? It really feels like there's not one dominant team, uh, and I don't know if that's good or not, but there's so much parity it feels nobody can seem to get ahead anymore. It makes a, a weekend like this possible where you just look at the schedule and go, you don't know who's going to be the East Division and West Division champion until it's all said and done. Yeah, no no doubt about it. I mean, I think we kind of expected you know, Lane to be back closer to where he was year one than where they were last year. So you know you're going to get consistency out of FAU. Marshall obviously has been a standard of the conference for quite some time. Now Charlotte's starting to make moves themselves, you know, with the club lid in the locker room after and Will Healy, a young, dynamic coach. And so it seems like Charlotte is 
trending upwards. Um, and then, of course, you know, Middle Tennessee, they've held their own this year at, at times, uh, especially against us, putting up 50 points uh, in the rain. It's, it's uh, you know, I think any one of these teams has, has the ability to have that big year, to have that elite year. But across the board, you're, you're seeing a lot of consistency. And uh, maybe ODU will have a bounce back year next year and once they see the, the results of you know, their renovations and, and recruiting classes and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It seems like there's a number of teams that have the opportunity to be you know, a little bit step up from the rest. But across the board, it's pretty, pretty consistent. Yeah, and something else that's really been, uh, I guess, worrisome for the Thundering Herd, but good for Conference USA – there seems to be a, a really solid quarterback every week the Herd's facing off against, and James Morgan's the, the quarterback leading Florida International. You know, what can you tell us about him? Marshall's had to contend with, it seems like every quarterback can beat you on the ground or do something special. Yeah, James isn't so much a runner. Our, our backups had a good game this year, Kalen Wiggins, in terms of his, his rushing attack. But, but James is more of a pocket guy that, that, that's able to get out and still make plays. But when, when he gets a pocket, when he gets time to throw the football, when he's not under duress, you know, that, that's when he shines the most. He, he finally played a game without the leg brace. Uh, you know, he had some leg issues earlier this year, but you know, I think he's fully healthy now. And, you know, he was making play after play against the Hurricanes. You know, he got three-plus seconds plenty of times. And the O-line had their struggles this year, especially at the start. But they did not allow a single sack against Miami, who's one of the best defensive lines in the country. And there weren't that many QB hurries, honestly, either. Uh, one of the best games from the O-line, when, when James has a pocket, uh, he can find his guy. And we're having some young receivers and some juniors as well start to stand out even though we've been hurt in the whiteout spot injury wise so you know more, yeah morgan he grew up in wisconsin big brett Favre guy he's got the mustache number 12 uh big aaron Rodgers guy um and he's come down here in two years and, and really made an impact on the program i'm glad he's healthy and uh, because we can he's capable of doing some special things when he is yeah you mentioned that Marshall's last few weeks been pretty successful getting after the quarterback. Maybe not so much these last two weeks. And you, know, you look at that game against Miami and you think, wow, this kid might have all day to pass against Marshall if uh, Marshall's not careful. And uh, is um, is that basically the bread and butter you know of this of this team as far as making sure that you know, he's got time? I, I know on the ground FIU is pretty good as well, but it, it doesn't seem like the ground attack is where it's at mostly for FIU. Yeah, but I mean, when, when the ground attack is able to get the game going, that, that that opens it up for James, and that's cliche. You know, you you get your ground, get you established the run, you open up the pass. But uh, against against Miami, they shifted up some blocking techniques, did things a little differently than what the Canes had seen on film, and and were able to go forward. I mean, Paul, last year against Miami, we were going backwards. We almost had negative total yardage at the half. Uh, and this year we're able to get consistent, you know, two to four yard gains and then break a couple of 10 plus yard runs. So we had a 23 yard run on third and 19, um, and then drove the ball down the field on the grounds a lot in the fourth quarter, capped by Anthony Jones, 37 yard, uh, touchdown dash, probably the most iconic run in, in school history. So, you know, when, when Anthony and Napoleon Maxwell, when, when they're having solid games, that just opens it up more for, for James Morgan, but there's been games this year where we've just been able to do nothing on the ground. And I think Middle Tennessee in the third quarter was the the greatest example of that. Uh, sometimes it felt, you know, 
hit or miss with the rushing attack. Um, but uh, recently, aside from that FAU Middle Tennessee game, I, I think it's done a little better. Joining us on the program, he is the voice of the FIU Panthers, A.J. Ricketts. And FIU, the talk of the town, I'm sure, right? I mean, National Team of the Week, you get a Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, there's a lot of buzz, right, for this FIU team, or at least they've stolen some Yeah, no, no no, doubt about it. Well, I, it's pretty cool to be around the program, right, when, when you feel it's going through a special juncture of the team's history you know in 2010 2011 things were rolling here mario cristobal was doing a great job they were selling out games but this just it feels different and it being against the crosstown rival i mean we had our coaches show with butch yesterday and and paul it felt like a mini college game day in there man we it was at the students dinner you had students packing the place you had people taking off work the cheerleaders the band were there um, you know, it's it's been discussed on the, the Levitard show, which is obviously based down here. I mean, Butch was on the Levitard show. They've been talking about it all over the local hour. We had all our local affiliates uh, on campus yesterday talking with the players, chatting with Butch. It's 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 caught the city's attention, uh, and there's no doubt about that. And that's a pretty cool thing for a team that's typically been overshadowed. Um, I, I think this. I'm just so happy for the FIU community, man. It's there's a lot of diehards out here too that sometimes get their eyebrows raised for wearing blue and gold uh, as opposed to the orange or green or whatever it may be. But uh, if this is what it takes for people to feel a little more validated in their school and representing their program, then so be it. It's it's awesome for the FIU community. They deserve it. Uh, These players deserve it. And I'm just really thrilled for them. They they were having a great time uh, at the talk show yesterday. The president was firing everybody up. Uh, Butch addressed the crowd. Um, there is there is the biggest buzz there's been on this campus in the last decade. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. And uh, it was it was even FIU night, Paul, last night at the at the Heat game, the Miami Heat game. And I think that was pre-scheduled, but it was what a wonderful coincidence. Um, FIU night, we had our mascot there, and they were giving out FIU gear, and and uh, just what a time to be alive if you're an FIU Panther right now. It's like. All of a sudden, FIU was discovered by a whole portion of the population, right? I mean, look, there's 50,000 students that go here between, you know, in-student and and online classes. You've got hundreds of thousands in the Miami-Dade community. And hopefully this this catches their attention, motivates them to come out to games next year, follow them on the road games, come to a bowl game perhaps, and, and just represent their alma mater a little bit more. I'd say what, walking across campus yesterday from the parking lot to the talk show, I counted about 14 people wearing FIU apparel uh, in zero in UM or another school apparel. And that's not a ratio that's, that's been usual here, but hopefully it's one uh, that continues. People are proud to rep FIU right now. AJ Rick is joining us. He is the voice of FIU and Coming up high noon on Saturday, um, I'm not sure what the travel crowd is going to look like. Uh, you think we're going to have some FIU representation up here in Huntington? Ooh, and, 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 honestly, it's tough. Last minute Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I mean, you kind of know the, <laughs> the 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 routine for for folks there. It's uh, hard to make those last minute plans. I wouldn't expect anything crazy. You might get family members uh, of you know, a number of players that like to make that trip. Uh, I'm hoping we see a big crowd for the bowl game. But uh, if if anyone does make the trip to Huntington this weekend uh they better pack a coat because I think it's going to be under 70 degrees and when it drops under 70 uh we we feel it It, that 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 is tough for us to deal with yeah you like how 
when Marshall comes to Florida, it's all great. And then when the Florida schools travel, you know, you, you get this kind of weather, which, wow, under 70, man, you guys are going to be suffering, right? Break out the scarves, break out the North Face, the boots. I mean, okay, I will vouch. I will. When, when you're down here all year and it's about 85 to 90 all year, something in your, your blood says, I mean, your body acclimates and, and 65 degrees becomes cold. Restaurants will bring out space heaters. When it's 63 to 68 degrees, and I'm not lying, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's a surreal sight, but also I find myself very thankful that there's a space heater when it's 63 degrees down here, which I'm sure everyone listening in the friendly confines of West Virginia is scoffing at right now. But, but I, I think it's something that that it's, it's your body acclimates. Trust me, when you're around 85 to 90 all year, that, that's why we can't handle the cold. Don't forget uh, rain as well. 50 and rain. <laughs> Love it. That sounds lovely to me. From the press box. <laughs> well, I, I hope they have the space heater for you up there. If not, we'll uh, we'll get you one. We'll get you one. Hey, you've got it easy. I've got to be on stage at nine a.m. with the tailgate oh. lot. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I got to be on stage for an hour, nine a.m. and the tailgate lot opening up, and everybody probably over fat patties or somewhere having breakfast, and and so. <laughs> Well, kudos to you. If I, if I'll, I'll bring you a hot chocolate if I, if I see you by the stage as you persevere through that. Come on over, yeah, we'll have fun. And uh, yeah, I'll have, I'll just wear, I'll just wear a light jacket or something. You know, you'll, I'll spot you. You'll be bundled up. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing my entire closet of, of sweats this weekend. Don't worry. <laughs> AJ Ricketts is joining us, play-by-play announcer for FIU. Uh, AJ, good talking to you. Thanks for doing this. I do appreciate it, and we'll see you on Saturday. All right, appreciate it, Paul. Thanks as always, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Take care, man. That's AJ Ricketts. He's the voice of the Panthers, FIU, and he's gonna be bundling up. Yeah, it's gonna be so cold on Saturday. I'm just, I would love to have that problem. Just you know, 60 is cold. I would love to have that problem. When we come back from break, Doc Holliday, we're gonna hear from him when we continue with today's edition of the Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, November 26th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And earlier this afternoon, had a chance to talk to Doc Holliday. His press conference ahead of the FIU game, and we've got the key highlights from his presser. And uh, towards the end, I think Doc gives a, a solid response to a question that was asked about scoreboard watching. That's right. There was a question asked today if Doc would be scoreboard watching on Saturday, even though Doc and FIU and Marshall play at noon. And the game I would be scoreboard watching doesn't even start till 3.30 p.m. So here are highlights from today's Doc Holiday press conference. Obviously, uh, you know, FIU had a great win against uh, Miami last week, so we're getting ready to play an excellent FIU team. This game means a lot of things for, I told our kids, 18 reasons. Number one, 17 of those reasons are guys that are playing their last uh, as a senior, getting honored here on senior day. Uh, those guys gave a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to this program. It's important that we work really hard to send those guys out the right way. And the 18th reason is we still got a whole lot of football to play for. So got the opportunity to still win the uh, East in the league. 
and uh, we've got to go win this game. So I have a great week of preparation. Our captains to help us get that done will be Knox and uh, Levi Brown on offense, uh, Channing Hames, Amari Cobb uh, on defense, and Marquise Couch. So that'll, those guys will lead us and, and uh, provide great leadership this week. Uh, Butch has done a great job with that program, obviously. Uh, you know, anytime you play an FAU team or an FIU team, you know, they got players. And uh, obviously, they got really good players. They beat Miami, the Miami, Florida team this week who's bowl eligible. So uh, they're coming off a big win. Uh, they'll come in here with a lot of momentum, and we got to make sure we're ready to go. So that's where it is. Well, I told you that you know, they all won't be professional football players. So this week, they are. They got nothing but uh, getting ready to go play and taking care of their bodies and, uh, you know, getting, getting ready to go. So. You know, those, it's a good week for them. You know, had a, had a big Thanksgiving dinner last night provided by Christ Temple Church, which is a huge, we've done that every year, just a huge deal. Our kids really enjoy that. And so they'll have a great week here and uh, get ready to go play on Saturday. Well, they've all grown. I mean, a lot of them have grown, you know, from Levi. I, I don't want to sit here and listen, you know, mention all or call out all 17. I mean, you know who they are. But it's just all great kids. You know, they've overcome a lot of adversity and uh, just, uh, just proud of the way they've you know, done, you know, got about their work, and there's some really good players that are, uh, you know, going to get the opportunity to play here on Saturday. Well, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think Carrion's played really well for us. And, you know, the uh, thing about junior college kids, and, he, you know, most of and you, you guys have seen a lot of those guys around here. You know, you get after their second year, you say, gosh, I wish we could have registered that kid because his third year, he's going to be a really good player, you know. And sometimes they, because they are junior college kids, you have to play them the first year they're here because of a need deal. But he was one that got that third year, and I think he's really improved as a player and it's going to help him. Well, two running backs are both seniors. You know, they're excellent players. You know, Morgan's a senior. I think, you know, going in, I think him and, uh, you know, the fine kid from North Texas were probably rated the two top quarterbacks in our league, you know. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, this time last year, you know, FIU was playing for the championship. You know, if they'd beaten us, they would have gone to the championship game, and Morgan was a big part of that. So. You know, he's got, he's uh, had an excellent career there, and uh, he's a good quarterback. Well, he's got. I mean, we got to find a way to do that. I mean, we got to find a way. I thought a year ago when we played him, we got some pressure on him. You know, when we played down there a year ago against him, and you know, at some point, you know, you got to get you got to get some pressure on him because if he's able to sit back there and 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 have protection, he's 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 very accurate and he gets the ball to the right people. So we got to find a way to to hopefully get some pressure on him. No, no question. It's important to get everything back, you know, offensively. We didn't play well enough offensively, as you all know. So, you know, it's important that we get back to work offensively. And, you know, you, just, you can't you – can't, it's hard to be one-dimensional, you know, and unfortunately we were a little bit this past week. So we got to get back to being able to, to do both. And, uh, and I'm sure our kids will work really hard to get that done. Well, I mean, number one, you got to take care of the ball, you know, and, you know, they, you, can't, you can't turn it over three times. And, of course, they, they turned over three as well. So – You've got to take care of the ball, and you got to be able to, you know, you got to be able at some point, you got to be able to throw it and catch it in, you know, in those situations. So uh, you got to be able to, try, you know, work hard to get that done. Well, I mean, you got you just got to play better. I mean, you know, we played, of course, one against FAU or FIU, you know, in the last supposedly regular season game a year ago, and went down and, and you know played a Virginia Tech team and got beat. So he's got to you got to play better and find a way to finish. I, you know, I I think it does. You know, I think anytime you can get a, a big win over a you know that's that's a huge win for FIU. You know, and uh, you know to go, you know, especially right there in the city of Miami. You know, so you know it's a, it was a great win for them, and a lot of our players are from down there. So there's no question it got their attention. And you know, but FIU, I mean, they're 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 bowl eligible, and they're a good football team, and uh, won nine. They win nine games a year ago, and so they're they're uh, nine ten games a year ago. So they're uh, they're an excellent. The third straight year they've gone to a bowl. You know, so 
you know, Butch has done Butch has done a nice job with that team, and our our players know a lot of those players, you know, so they they understand that they're they're very capable, and we got to make sure we're ready to go. Well, any any time you you know play those guys, because we recruit that area so heavily, that uh, you know if you have the opportunity to the FAUs and FIUs, you know, it gives us an opportunity to go down there and. And our kids enjoy it. You know, our kids enjoy playing against those guys. But if you can have success against those teams, there's no doubt it's going to help you with recruiting. How do I do my best not to scoreboard watch during the and during the game? During the game, and in terms of relying on someone else to help. I don't have any. I don't watch any scoreboard other than our scoreboards. The only one I watch, but I don't spend time. During the game, I got a hell of a lot more on my mind watching somebody else's score. I can assure you that. So. I assume you're talking about during the game, and I don't have any idea what's going on with anybody else during the game. How about relying on another program to help this team I, get it? I mean, you know, I, or I guess what you're asking me, are we Southern Miss fans this week? Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jay's my best friend right now. But uh, no, we are, there's no question we're Southern Miss fans right now. But just like I'm sure. I'm sure Charlotte and, and uh, FIU is, was uh, Lane Kiffin's best friend. Yeah, I'm sure that's who they were rooting for, so that's the way it works. Is he a Southern Miss fan? Uh, you, you got that answer there. I mean, that's one way of beating around the bush, trying to figure out if you're a Southern Miss fan. It's saying, hey, are you rooting for Southern Miss this week? That was the question I would have asked, hey, Coach, here's an obvious question for you. Are you rooting for Southern Miss this week? Yes. Yes, I am. Doc Holliday is not scoreboard watching because, well, again, the Thundering Herd playing at noon. Uh, Southern Miss and Florida Atlantic playing at 3.30. Doc will probably watch that game after he's done with his. We'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. We've got college football action tonight on television. That's right, it is Maction, and you got Ohio and Akron, 6 o'clock, ESPN Plus, and then Western Michigan and Northern Illinois, 7 o'clock on ESPNU. Ohio needs a win. They need to become bowl eligible, and then that would put them into uh, a pretty good spot because then that would mean they'll have a streak of five seasons in a row under Frank Solich, bowl eligibility. He is, of course, right now um, one of the winningest coaches in MAC history. They're taking on Akron tonight. Akron is 0-11, and it looks like they'll be 0-12 after it's all said and done. And then you got Western Michigan, and if um, a win happens Tuesday night for the Broncos, they go to the MAC championship game to face off against Miami. So. If you're interested in such things, you've got it tonight. That's your Maction coming up and on ESPN Plus or ESPNU. I know, Hurt fans, I, I kind of like some Maction now and then. You know, you're playing on a Tuesday. I mean, come on. You cut off work early. You go to the game. You play on a Tuesday. I mean, you got the rest of the weekend off, right? Right? Not, not feeling that? Okay, I'm, I'm with you as well. 
Herds on Saturday, high noon, taking on FIU. Now, tomorrow we're we're out of here. We're out of here because of college basketball on ESPN Radio. We are out of here on Thursday because of NFL football. On Friday, we got football action as well. Basketball coming up in the evening time. And then on Saturday, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. I mean, somebody served breakfast for me, Bill Cornwell, Dave Walsh. I don't know what you're going to do for breakfast back here in the studio, Gabriel. You usually, you're usually the odd man out when it comes to all this. Especially when it comes to, um, you know, when we're at Roosters, we're doing the show live, nobody's bringing you food back. Dave Walsh, he shows up for an hour, he gets fed like a king. Uh, we can flip that if you like. Special thanks to Gabriel Sellers, who does not get fed properly uh, when the show is out and actually gets taken care of. For him, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for joining joining us. Easy for me to say. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.